83% of businesses say they had to digitize previously paper-based processes in the last year and a half since people have been working remote. Yet only 20% say they have automated their payment systems. Payments to a supplier can seem like an afterthought for most companies. Whether it's a check or through a bank, they just want to make sure that the payment gets done. Whether you utilize escrow or not, making payments to a supplier can have its pains. But what if you could turn your AP department into an additional revenue stream while reducing your fraud risk? I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Escrow On Air. Esker's Director of Sales, Dan Ree, recently sat down with Brett Orr, Regional VP at CorePay, formerly ComData, to discuss the growing interest in virtual payments to suppliers and why a company would want to completely automate their supplier payments. Folks, thanks for uh, tu tuning in to uh, another Esker broadcast. The purpose of today uh, is to discuss a trend that we're seeing at Esker, finance leaders, VPs of finance, shared service leaders are sharing regarding lots of growing interest in virtual payments for a variety of reasons. And if you look at this slide to the left, this is a summary of, of where digital leaders will deploy ESCA uh, for gain within their organization. Yes, order the cash. That's one side to try and accelerate uh, collection of money, processing of sales orders. And the other side is procure to pay. And uh, I think a key partner for ESCO is CorePay. Brett Orr joins us today, today Regional Vice President uh, at CorePay. And Brett's going to help us as we ask some questions and explore what's going on at the end of the procure to pay process. So folks will often choose ESCO to better manage their, their spend, control costs, provide the CFO with visibility across the ERP or multiple ERPs. At the very end of procure to pay is that need to pay the supplier. So, Brett, thanks for coming along today uh, and share what you're seeing in the market over the last 12 months. And if I'm not mistaken, you've been with CorePay a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. It's great to be here and happy to help any way that we can. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a great ride. I've seen a lot of changes, not only here at CorePay, but also just within the marketplace. Um, right. You know, the fintech industry is constantly changing, evolving, uh, you know, and, and improving, which is the best part. Um, and it's really been exciting to see a lot more companies, you know, start to take notice and to start to understand, you know, how uh, an organization, a solution like what Esker has, and the same with CorePay, um, how it can make their lives easier and more efficient. So um, really happy to be here and, and happy to uh, to visit with you today. Well, just as in, in our world, we saw, um, or many CIOs and finance leaders said to me, Dan, COVID has been, uh, it's like hiring a new chief innovation officer. At the same time, he or she came along with a flashlight and people had to work from home. There was reluctance for folks to go in and pick up checks or, or, or to mail out checks. And just as payables automation seemed to, you know, to dramatically grow in interest, lots of interest there, lots of interest in better vetting and onboarding of suppliers from a supplier management point of view. I was reading, and certainly in talking with yourself, seemed that your business was growing and growing and lots of interest here. So what was it like over the last, dare I say, 15 months for you? What, what, what have you seen yourself or you and your team? 
Yeah, it's a, a great question. And it's funny. I feel like that is, you know, the, the million dollar question we get asked all the time. Um, and, and the reality is, I think last year was still just such an unknown for so many companies that it was kind of tough for them to understand, you know, what do we do? Right. We don't really know. We've never been through this before. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so I think a lot of companies found themselves just really just trying to hang on and, and get through it. And now that we've kind of moved past, you know, 2020, if you will, and, and we're kind of into this, all right, we're getting back to the office and we're trying to normalize some things. You know, where were the areas that we were really struggling? And obviously one of them, as you mentioned, is within the AP department, right? Where for a lot of different groups and, and departments within an organization, it's pretty easy to give them a laptop and maybe a VPN access and let them work from home. But the reality is within AP, if you don't have some kind of automation on the back end for your payments, you're going to struggle to work from home. Someone's going to have to come to the office and, and print checks and, and stuff and mail those checks out. And so that is kind of that last piece that, that we're hearing from a lot of companies is, hey, we kind of figured it out from a work from home model and it, and it worked really well for other departments, but we really need to solve you know, this, this issue within AP and become more efficient, um, obviously through automation and kind of adapt to that, you know, work from home model where everybody still, you know, can get their job done. And so I think we're really starting to turn that corner now in 2021 of, yes, there is an issue, there's, there's a problem. And now we're looking to solve it. Now that we know that we're kind of getting back to maybe normal times, we're going to try to solve it. And so we're starting to see a lot more companies adopt what we call our full AP solution to, to help with that. Got it. So as I understand it, there's value in automating processes, but there's uh, a lot of interest I've seen from ESCA customers that have used, used the ESCA platform for payables and other, uh, other capabilities. A lot of the interest has been, it feels to me like you, you guys provide icing on the cake and <laughs> make the, the whole platform very, very exciting. For years, people, thought leaders like Ardent Partners uh, and others have been saying, hey, there's an opportunity to turn finance it or payables into a, a revenue generating department, maybe even finance as a yep. revenue generating department. What we're seeing is, and what our clients are seeing is when they combine a tool like ESCO with uh, a core pay, the, the, the ROI is dramatic. I mean, I'm seeing so suddenly the project can be paid for within as little as five months, five, eight months, and then there's recurring savings for the next three, five, six years, whatever. So could you speak a little bit to what are you seeing in terms of that, that, that ROI? Because I'm very excited having spoken to CIOs and CFOs who are seeing an ROI capability that they're just not used to seeing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, my first comment to that, too, is anytime a company sees value in automating any piece of it, right, whether it's the front end piece, electronic invoices, whatever the case is, it's almost like, well, why wouldn't you want to do that on the back end or vice versa? And to your point, you know, we do talk about obviously turning an AP department into a revenue generator for the company. It is a revenue stream with our monthly rebates. But we've also found working with Esker that our rebates can actually offset and not only offset, but a lot of times cover the cost of the monthly subscription fees for both solutions, um, as well as in most cases, net some kind of a positive uh, rebate to the bottom line. So effectively, you know, a company that's using Esker and utilizing CorePay are getting two new solutions, two upgrades essentially for free. Um, right. If nothing else, sometimes we're even paying them 
to automate their payments process from you know invoice all the way through payment. And you know, from that perspective, when you look at it, it's like this is kind of a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want to do this, especially when companies are trying to get more to that work-from-home model? Um, you know, I just had someone tell me the other day that it's their their whole goal right now is work smarter, not harder. How can I allow my people to still do their job? without having to come to the office, you know, three, four times a week to print checks. So right. uh, we're seeing it across the board and you're absolutely right. We're, we're seeing in most cases, you know, kind of that four to five month uh, break even period. And then from there, you know, the total ROI for years to come is is exponential. So it's it's been a really good partnership. You know, Brett, as I think about the audience, perhaps it would be helpful if you would just to clarify this different offerings that CorePay brings to the table. And I say this having uh, recently spoken to a CFO of a um, healthcare organization uh, in the southeast who, who deployed both ESCO and CorePay and I mean he explained he saw lots of, of, of value and savings and efficiency but I think a lot of it was because it wasn't just uh, a virtual pay offering I believe there's there's a variety of components that you you, you offer could you expand on that yeah absolutely and, and glad you brought that up I mean that's I think that's what a lot of companies um, have heard from for a long time, whether it's through their banking relationship or whatever the case is, hey, we're going to do some ACH payments and oh yeah, we have this virtual card payment or a lot of times it's you know simple as a purchasing card that they're using to make some B2B payments. The reality is, is, is we've expanded on that and we've taken our solution to the next level. We call it a full AP solution, meaning through sending one single payment file out of, their, out of your existing ERP or your accounting software, we will map to that payment file and do 100% of your payments, regardless of the payment type. So, you know, obviously there's gonna be companies that are always gonna take check and they'll never change that. But our goal is to try to get rid of as many checks as possible and move it to some form of automated payment, whether that's a virtual card or ACH, um, potentially even wire, whatever the case may be. And so in most cases, you know, we're getting companies close to 78% fully automated. Um, and then obviously the remaining 22% would still be checks, which we're um, printing and, and obviously mailing out for them on their behalf. So, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where now you have the ability to literally just approve payments, send us one payment file, and then we will pay 100% of your vendors, um, as well as follow up on any support calls or, you know, questions that your vendors have. We take all those calls on. So an AP team truly doesn't have to be in the office, you know, fielding those calls and answering those questions. Um, you know, throughout the month. So it, it really is kind of a, we, we don't necessarily want to say outsourced AP. Um, right. you, you're still, you know, you still have your AP staff and, and you're still approving payments, but we can truly handle 100% of your payments regardless of the payment type. Got it. In that conversation I referenced, I had recently with a CFO, he was particularly pleased or valued the fact that if you folks there at CorePay make a payment, I believe you, you you took over or you take over the actual any any fraud risk and that seems to be in, in his example he actually said hey you know we had multiple bad actors trying to hit us be it through you know coming in with spoof emails or people trying to sort of take and doctor mail checks and so it seems like just as during COVID there was a massive rise in e-commerce mm-hmm. um, along with that came a rise in uh, cyber threat, you know, ransomware is obviously omnipresent and we're hearing lots about that. But it, what I saw from companies expo- ex- exploring ESCO or existing customers, back to the, the wheels I showed a little while ago, 
supply information management, the need to vet vendors, the need to check, do we have the right TIN number? Are they OFAC compliant? Uh, is this indeed the correct banking details and, and is now appropriate for us to be changing banking details? Seems like there's lots of interest there to make sure that people aren't being taken advantage of or, or their company being put at risk. And so I believe that's part of the offering with, with you folks. What, what is it you actually bring there? It is, yeah. I mean, uh, we're obviously backed by MasterCard. And so the MasterCard fraud protection is is obviously very important. I mean, that is one of the biggest things that CFOs see time and time again throughout the year is the amount of fraud that they deal right. with um, right. and the amount of money that they actually spend, you know, to either track down fraudulent payments or the money that they actually lose from fraudulent payments. So, you know, the more we can obviously automate, the more that we can get, um, you know, on a secure payment like a virtual card or an ACH, obviously the better it puts them already at a lower risk just by eliminating the amount of checks that are being sent out but on top of that yeah we handle all of the fraud protection um you know as well as just the overall compliance behind that too because there is a lot that goes into that and so that is that is something else that corpay offers uh with our solution one of the things i've seen is many organizations will already have some way of paying suppliers I mean, I, I would imagine most companies that will, they, unless they're brand new, they have a mechanism to pay suppliers through EDI, ACH, the banking uh, relationship. And even when I've in, in, inquired with some customers or enterprises that are considering SCAL, you know, I often say, well, what are you doing at the end of the procure to pay cycle? What are you doing to actually pay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not uncommon for folks to say, oh, well, we, we, we have this, or we have, we use ACH or we use the banks. Now, I'm under the impression that you folks bring, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, you bring greater value, you often bring, maybe not always, but you often bring greater value than many banks are able to pro provide. Uh, I've, and I get the impression that's both a combination of the, just how far reach MasterCard has and also the various smarts and technologies that, 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 that CorePay brings to the table. So how do you sort of, I don't know if the words deal with that or how do you navigate when folks say, well, we have a bank. No. Sometimes I've said, well, are you happy with a bank? Or, you know, what, what else do you do with them? Would you would you consider this option if it netted you more savings? And my experience with you folks, when you've looked at our customers spend file, I haven't had a situation where that customer didn't get particularly interested or excited because they saw just how much money they, they could get. So you run across the banks. How, how does that dialogue go? You know, what, what are you dealing with there? Yeah, good, good question. And, and you know, a lot of that is really just peeling back the layers, right, and asking more questions. Um, you know, I don't think banks are particularly interested in being the number one player in the virtual card space. Um, you know, it's another offering, right? Banks can offer a lot of different things. And so it's, it's something else they can offer to their customers, especially if a treasury relationship is already in place. But when you start to really peel back the layers, to your point, we're going to create a, a bigger ROI and there's a lot of factors in that, right? To quote one of my counterparts, uh, basis points don't buy groceries, right? So, you know, you might be getting offered a lot of basis points by your bank, but a lot of basis points is only, you know, only makes sense or only matters if you're capturing a lot of spend. And so that's where you start to peel back the layers, right? CorePay has over 1.1 million vendors in our proprietary database that we've already enrolled in programs. So, Number one, we feel like we're going to capture more spend than anybody else out there. Um, right. You know, we also have larger vendor enrollment teams, you know, in the neighborhood of 60, 70 folks that are dedicated to your to the account 
and, and literally that's all they're doing all day long is enrolling vendors. And so when you when you couple that with the fact that we're not only interested in just getting people on virtual car, but we're also going to handle you know, all of your checks, we're going to handle your ACH. It's, it's kind of a one-stop shop for you. So the amount of hours that you're getting back in your week, there's a big cost savings, right? There's a lot of other efficiencies gained. So it's not just looking at, you know, what your rebate is going to be every single month, but it's the total ROI that we bring to the table. And I think that's, you know, that's where you see a lot of CFOs, you know, look at it and say, okay, this is great. Like these offerings over here look attractive on paper, but when you start to peel back the layers, what are we really getting, you know, out of a virtual car program from the bank, right. you know, and a lot of times if, if the rebates are tiered, all right, are we even getting to that top tier? Yeah. It sounds nice that there offers 190 basis points at the top tier, but have you actually asked the question, you know, let's see 10 of your other customers. Have they ever out of those 10, have they ever made it to the top tier? Oh, maybe not. Right. And then when you start going even deeper into large ticket interchange and, and things like that, you start to see that maybe, you know, the full interchange wasn't actually even realized. So, you know, you just have to really peel back the layers. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I encourage anybody that I talk to is, you know, make sure you're asking all the right questions. And if you've never been down this path before, you know, we can help you with that too. We'll, we'll give you a list of questions to ask the banks and, and to ask any other providers out there that you're talking to. We're not going to try to sell you on anything, but we just want you to make sure that you're asking the right questions and really peeling back the layers to see how are they getting to this number and is it actually feasible that they're going to get to that number, or are they just trying to throw something up against the wall to to get you to you know sign a sign a deal? Um, so that's probably the, that's probably the biggest thing. And then, right. you know, you already kind of alluded to just the technology piece, right? I mean, we're a true fintech company. We're 100% bank agnostic, so we're not interested in trying to upset your treasury relationship. But you know, when it comes to strictly payments and, and building the biggest program with the biggest ROI, you know, we do confidently feel like. Hey, we, we've got one of the best stories to tell and one of the best solutions in the market. And so, you know, like you said, that there really hasn't been any escrow customers to date that once they speak to us, they're not interested in continuing down that path uh, to hear a little bit more. So, you know, uh, the accent probably gives it away, but um, as an Englishman uh, in, in, in Europe, credit card isn't used as much. And, you know, I've been here in 16 years now and come to enjoy using credit card for points in the US, mm -hmm. you know, once upon a time, I, I lived on the REI credit card. But anyway, what my point has been, I've become more used to that's a that's a way of doing business in the US, especially, perhaps more so than other parts of the world. Sure. And one of the perhaps uh, preconceptions or some head trash, you know, some mistaken information I was carrying around was that the, the large companies wouldn't care to take virtual payments only the small companies really hungry for liquidity really need to get paid quickly would would take that but i'm under the impression and, and i got this from a i was on a call recently with a, a um a healthcare company another healthcare company as it happens that has said look we deployed a different payable solution it didn't work out we're removing that we're going to deploy esca we're actually in their case they're going to combine the two and use our integrated platform. That's uh, their intent. So they can actually make payments from inside ESCA. So it'll be a true integrated um, story for those. It doesn't have to be that way. Other, other client joint clients have, have just said, great, we'll use ESCA as the front end uh, AP suite, ERP in the middle, and then we'll take advantage of call pay at the end to, to pay through all the different mechanisms they offer. Sure. Uh, so what I'm wondering is, what happens when folks say, 
yeah, the big, the, the, is it true the big companies won't take virtual payment or is there more to the story there? Yeah, there's definitely more to this story, right? I mean, there isn't, you know, a set of rules in particular where, yeah, big companies take it more than smaller companies. You know, really, it's it's a case-by-case scenario. And I think some industries maybe accept card a little bit more than others. Um, but the reality is, you know, we're going to be the ones that are going to reach out to your vendors on your behalf and find out if we can get them to accept a virtual card. And, and the reality is, you know, anyone that's already accepting credit card from another company, you know, legally has to accept a card from, you know, from whoever the customer is, right? And so that makes it a little bit easier to kind of tell the story. The other thing too, is we're willing and able to kind of share some of the benefits with the vendors to get their buy-in on why it makes more sense for them to, you know, accept a virtual card versus a check. Obviously payment terms can be a big reason for that. So they get paid faster. Um, But, you know, again, the other, the other big thing too is, most companies, when they see the value of accepting a, a virtual credit card for payment, they'll figure out whatever it costs to do that, right? They've already kind of worked that into their cost of doing business. And so I think that's probably right. the big question that comes up more times than not is, hey, if I start paying my vendor by virtual card, I've paid them by check for the last 10 years. If I start paying by credit card, are they going to increase my prices? Mm. They shouldn't, right? If they're already accepted a virtual card, in fact, you're probably already paying a slightly inflated price to do business with that vendor because they're offsetting the cost of accepting virtual card from everybody else. So you might as well take advantage of that too and actually start paying them by credit card yourself. But, you know, we'll, we'll tell companies like it's probably a good idea to just look at, um, you know, your invoices and see if they're trying to tack on any kind of, you know, 2% fee for the credit card or whatever it is. And if, if they do, then, you know, we can always move them to ACH or, you know, worst case scenario, we can move them back to check. So um, it's never something that you have to force upon vendors to do, but a lot of them, you know, they're seeing the value. They want to get paid more securely. They want to get paid faster. And they've already worked in, you know, accepting virtual card as part of their cost of doing business. And so it's kind of a no brainer for a lot of companies to, to move them over to a credit card. Right. In, in the example in the conversation I was invited to, it, um, I think this, the CFO there had said, we actually know there's a couple of players in the market. They say they don't take a virtual payment, but between the lines, we believe they do take virtual payment. We, we, you know, we have friends in the industry and friends at other, other organizations in this healthcare space, and we're hearing that they do actually take virtual card payment. Okay, but the, the, the rate may need to be lowered a little bit to sort of incentivize their treasurer to, to do so. That was kind of so. You're seeing that too, or you, or you, well, you would see it more than I do, you know? Yeah, and they're, 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 you're right. There, sometimes companies will put a restriction, right? Maybe it's a dollar limit, dollar limit. So they might say, you know, we'll accept a credit card payment up to a ten thousand dollar payment, or maybe it's a fifty thousand dollar payment. Um, so sometimes there are some restrictions in that sense. And then the other side of it too is, is again, it's the interchange fee that the vendor's paying, and so. You know, a, a average interchange fee for a MasterCard or Visa payment is around two and a half percent. And for some companies, that might be a little too much. They would like to accept virtual card, but they're kind of saying, you know what, two and a half percent is a little steep for us to accept virtual card. So one of the nice things that CorePay has to offer is we can actually um, offer them a, a virtual card payment off of the MasterCard rails which allows us to get the interchange closer to, you know, maybe half that 1.2, 1.3%. That allows more vendors to be able to accept a virtual card payment um, without having to pay full interchange. So that can be something else too that, that we can offer. And, and, you know, a lot of times that helps with acceptance as well. So, so for anybody, uh, potential 
uh, enterprises looking at Esco and Corpay or um, the existing customer base um, who my intent is to share this this with, with all of our customers uh, make this make make them aware of this um, opportunity it sounds you know from what I'm seeing is big savings big spend opportunity what should they do I mean how do they sort of really share information with you to, to work out okay what is the, the what is the potential savings and you know okay apply some conservatism so they do take it up the line to the financial leadership those numbers are realistic you know nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to get uh, burnt here what, what, what do you do what's your, your recommendation to these folks how do they see just how much value is here versus what they're getting from the bank and so what, what we do with anybody and this is all preliminary and this is this is free to anybody that wants to strike up a conversation with us we'll ask them to provide us their vendor file and we'll actually send them a template so we have all the the fields um, and, and the required fields and criteria that we need to run what we call a payment analysis report or a par analysis and what that allows us to do initially is number one to match their vendors against our vendor database our proprietary vendor database which as i mentioned earlier has over 1.1 million vendors in it so we'll be able to come back and give them an idea a very good idea of how many of their current vendors today that they're paying by check or some other form of payment other than virtual card, we'll, we'll be able to let them know, hey, we believe that you know 16% of your vendors, your current vendors actually do accept virtual card, right? right? So it gives them a good understanding right off of, you know, right out of the gate. The second part is based on some of those required fields, we can also look at just based on how many payments they're sending out on a weekly or a monthly basis, you know, if we can convert 78% of those payments to an automated payment, how many more hours are we going to give you back in your week? Plus right. the cost savings of, of not having to cut checks in-house. For us to cut a check, you know, it might be about a dollar fifty per check. And again, that's all scalable based on volume. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for companies that have actually done a check analysis um, from a cost perspective, a lot of them will find that you know they're spending almost five to ten dollars per check, fully loaded cost to cut that check in house. So mm -hmm. that right there, by reducing the amount of checks that they're going to cut, um, and also having us do it for you know closer to a dollar fifty, there's a big cost savings there. So so we'll put all of this together and then sit down with you know the folks you know whether it's the financial uh, individuals or even the accounting people and say look here's what we are projecting as an ROI for you, right? And, and we give very conservative numbers. We go through and we scrub out a lot of vendors that we know will not accept or that, you know, for one reason or another, they're not gonna be participating in a program like this. And so we give very, very conservative numbers up front because we're not trying to win the business by, you know, throwing some huge number out there. Mm. We really want companies to see the total value in the technology and the support and the overall single file payment solution. And then, you know, the rebate, the monthly rebate is kind of a nice add on on top of that. And it can be, you know, to your point earlier when we were talking, it can be a very aggressive rebate that can, you know, pay for a lot of stuff, including, you know, an escrow solution as well yeah, as a core based solution. Easily. Very yeah. easy. So yeah. it, it is still a really, really good rebate, but we want companies to see that this is not just about a virtual card. This is not just a credit card program, but this is truly a full AP solution that will make your life easier more efficient you're going to realize a lot more cost savings and then have a nice you know revenue stream coming in as well yeah again that's the, the i'd heard that story in the past of that that dream of making um 
accounts payable, a, a revenue-producing department. I've actually had folks turn around and say, no, the, the, this, the, combining the two actually turned finance, paid for the entire finance department yep. and uh, paid for both solutions. And I, I think when you, when you start to see that, well, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, Absolutely. The, the treasurers, CFOs, the digital leaders who, who, who um, we get the pleasure of chatting with. Uh, so is there anything... Um, is there anything I didn't ask you? I mean, what should I be asking you that I didn't ask you? Any other context? No, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's very good. I think you know, for for your customers out there, you know, that would probably be the biggest thing that that I would kind of, you know, challenge them with is is to really look at you know the back end process, right? And say, okay, why are we not doing something with automation? Or if we are, are we getting the most out of it? Right? Maybe it's time that we actually look at our existing, you know, virtual card program and and get with someone like myself or, you know, someone at CorePay and go through some of those 20 or 25 questions and see how many of the boxes we're actually checking. Because, you know, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know, right? And if you have something in place today, you're thinking, oh, we already have a virtual card program. It's working great. You know, we got, we got our one-time annual rebate last year and it was pretty nice. Mm. That's great. But what else could we maybe do to help you? And, and if you don't know that a solution like this exists, you're probably thinking that, you know, you're doing everything extremely well, but the reality is you could be missing in a lot of areas and, and missing out a lot of, uh, you know, ROI that we could help with. So, you know, my encouragement would be, hey, if you're even, uh, you know, a hint, you have even a hint of curiosity, you know, talk to us, right? We, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to understand what you're doing today, what you're not doing. You know, we kind of say, we want to understand where you are today and where you're trying to get to. Right. And if we can help you get there, it'll probably make total sense. And, you know, we'll, we'll start this journey, you know, as soon as you're ready. Um, and if we can't help you get there, then we'll be very transparent, and very honest and, you know, let you know that, too. Maybe you do have the best solution in place, but, you know, I think it's worth a conversation. So um, right. we're here. We'd love to help. You know, this is this is what we do. And we feel like we're, we're extremely, extremely good at it. But but more importantly, we like being a partner to companies, right? We, we don't just see this as, you know, something that we sell, but truly coming on board as a partner to make companies more efficient. And then, you know, as we talked about, um, ultimately impact their bottom line in a very positive way. Well, speaking of bottom line, you just reminded me of one of my favorite stories with, with CorePay is uh, there was a company referred to Corp to ESCA by the CorePay rep. Uh, there's, I think the CFO and the controller introduced to ESCA and as the Corpay rep was aware that they had some plans to be more efficient, that some goals to be leaner um, in, in, in payables and absorb growth. And so the conversation goes on for you know, a month or two. And, and, and I think one of our reps said, well, this sounds important, but what else are you working on? You know, many companies have other balls in the air, other projects, yep. other initiatives. Who doesn't? And it was interesting because this, the, the CFO turned and said, well, the other side of the coin I need to think about is, is um, both invoicing faster, collecting um, more effectively, and applying that cash. And perhaps this is this is where many CIOs and CFOs have said, if I can have one solution that does multiple things across all of the cash procured to pay, and, and it talks to each other, well, that data is shared. That just makes our life easier. And in that scenario, what actually happened is the the the, the CFO said, well, we need to improve our day sales outstanding too. So if you're mm -hmm. telling me I can improve day sales outstanding, uh, get rebate by combining the, the two solutions um, and then make life easier for our IT team because it's one solution, 
that will work with multiple ERPs, then then that's obviously of value both to the ESCA customers and Corpay customers or anybody who's who's taking a look. So so yeah. the, really the my objective of, of just recording this with you today was was really to give a shout out because there'll be press releases hitting the news any day now about ESCA and Corpay's partnership strategic alliance. Yeah. When folks look at the the two wheels that describe how folks use ESCA, payment management is one of the segments there under procure to pay. And, and I think it's good for folks to understand, well, how's that being enabled? And, and, and CorePay is a leader globally, I can say globally, yep. and uh, you know, allow, allows us to take advantage and offer you know, all those, those benefits you have under the MasterCard program. So there may well be folks who, who take a look at this and say, well, I'll take a look, hopefully so. So thanks, thanks so do. much. Thanks very much for everybody taking a look at this. And uh, Brett, Brett, how can folks reach you? Yeah, probably the easiest way is is email, um, and that's just b o r r at comdata.com. We haven't moved to our new email address yet, so the old one will still work. Um, and if you want to reach out by phone, my number is seven two zero two five seven three four eight seven. And and like I said, I'd love to talk to you, just have a discussion, um, and see where we might be able to help. Great. And I'm Dan Reeve at Esker. Any questions, please get in touch. Daniel at Esker.com. Okay. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Big thanks to Dan and Brett for your discussion today. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or are interested in learning more about automating payments to your suppliers or just core pay in general, you can find contact information in the show notes. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about Esker, you can find us at esker.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.